I am Johnny Massacre and welcome to the Johnny Massacre show. This is the Tuesday Night Massacre. On tonight's show, it is President Donald Trump's birthday. Happy birthday to Donald Trump. In other news, Ted Cruz destroys January the 6th committee. Also, Lizzo changes her lyrics and some video game news. Who is with me? Give me a... Yeah. So usually I say give me a an H-E double hockey sticks, yeah. But today I'm going to try not to swear the whole episode to see if it changes how favorably YouTube looks upon me in regards to the algorithm. Now, it is Donald Trump's birthday. So let's have a picture of the man like Trump, courtesy of Jack Posobiec on Da Twitters. Here he is. Obviously a young Donald Trump there, a man who loves his country, Jack Posobiec on Twitter. Captioned it, happy birthday to this future president and that makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside donald trump is 76 years old today on june the 14th tuesday a big happy birthday to donald trump someone i admire very much indeed those close to trump including his ex-wife ivana trump told people last year that donald hates his birthdays and agree that he likes to downplay the festivities. He will likely play golf at Bedminster on his birthday today, as he has been doing for weeks, and have a small low-key dinner at a club with a few members of the family, a source tells people. He doesn't go all out for his birthday. He's pretty routine, so don't look for fireworks. Well, to celebrate Donald Trump's birthday, I thought it would be rather amazing to listen to the song called On Our Own from the Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack that features a cameo of Donald Trump. Shall we watch this together? Because it makes me all nostalgic and I love Donald Trump. And when he comes out uh, on the video, it's just, <laughs> it's fucking awesome. So here we go. On Our Own by Bobby Brown. Look out for Donald Trump after around the one minute mark. Too hot to handle, too cold to hold. Trumpy. Here he comes. There he is. Yeah. Woo. Amazing. Amazing. So yeah, there you go, Donald Trump. What a fucking boss. Look how he walks out of his tower like he doesn't give a shit. Oh, I swore. <laughs> okay, we lasted about two minutes. Look, look, come on, mate. I aspire to be like Donald Trump. Absolute man. He owns his own tower. <laughs> he owns his own tower in the middle of New York. Comes outside and yes. Looks up at the billboard. Awesome. So, yeah, I just, I love Donald Trump. 
Uh, he's the guy who got me interested in politics. He's the guy who made me realize how much corruption there is out there, how the mainstream media is all corrupt and leftist. He made me realize how the intelligence agencies are corrupt and against um, him and their globalists. Uh, he made me realize about the immigration problems in America. And he made me realize that you should never give up on your dreams. No one would have given him a chance to ever become president of the United States of America. And yet, against all the odds, against the entire weight of the system, he still did it. And I really admire him for that. And at this time in the video, everyone loved Donald Trump. All the rappers loved Donald Trump. There's countless rap songs, classic rap songs that contain lyrics about Donald Trump where people admire him. And everyone loved him. And it was only until the media told people that they're not allowed to love him because they're on the same side as the leftists that people stopped loving him. And... Um, yeah, so I just really like him and 76 years old. I hope he has a long and prosperous life and I hope he manages to come back in 2024 and become president again. In other news for tonight, so you probably heard about the uh, January the 6th committee uh, that, or hearings. It's a House committee where Democrats have chosen now for some reason to release more information about January the 6th and present new evidence, obviously because the midterms are coming up and this is their promo pitch, which is Orange Hitler bad, please vote for us. And in the uh, hearing, Republicans, of course, had a chance to speak, even though there's not one Republican on this committee um, talking about January the 6th, which means it's not impartial. But yes, Republicans could speak on it. And Ted Cruz spoke at these hearings and he absolutely crushed, crushed the committee. He pressed the FBI on whether they were involved in January the 6th and they refused to answer his questions. A very simple no would suffice, but the fact they didn't answer the questions tells you pretty much everything you need to know. If you watch Joe Rogan, you might have heard him talk about Ray Epps, who people believe is an agent provocateur, which is someone who is planted inside a volatile situation in order to stimulate a volatile situation and make something happen in order to frame people. So there was this very suspicious FBI agent who's saying, come on, everyone, go into the Capitol. And the crowd are chanting, fed, fed, fed. There were people like that at January the 6th. And so Ted Cruz rightly brought this up during this um, this uh, uh, hearing and he absolutely crushed them. So if you want to see Ted Cruz, the Republican Ted Cruz, crushing the January the 6th committee, well, I have got you, bruv. Check it out. Let's wheel, wheel, wheel from the top. Selector. FBI. How many FBI agents or confidential informants actively participated in the events of January 6th? Sir, I'm sure you can appreciate that I can't go into the specifics of sources. And so how many informants participated in January the 6th? Um, they refused to answer the question. It's, uh, did any FBI agents or confidential informants actively participate in the events of January 6th? Yes or no? Did any FBI agents actively participate in the insurrection is what he's saying and they refuse to answer the question sir i can't i can't answer that i can't answer that okay fine um well that raises more questions than it answers you not answering that question did any fbi agents or confidential informants commit crimes of violence on january 6th 
So that's a very direct question. Did FBI agents commit acts of violence? Were they roughing people up in order to whip the crowd into a frenzy and perhaps even stimulate some kind of insurrection? That's the question that Ted Cruz is asking. That's a pretty easy thing to say no about, right? I can't answer that, sir. Did it? <laughs> okay, nothing to, nothing to see here at all. Nothing to see. FBI agents or FBI informants actively encourage and incite crimes of violence on January 6th. So basically, were FBI complicit in the January 6th violence? Did they incite the violence? Uh, like people said, Ray Epps incited violence, Joe Rogan included. Very easy just to say no, because if you didn't do it, you could say no and no one's going to catch you, right? Especially the FBI, who can cover shit up really easily. Easy to say no, right? Easy to say no. Why wouldn't you say no? Why wouldn't you say no? Sir, I can't answer that. Miss Sadburn. And it goes on and on. So I'll put the link in the description box below. If you want to see Ted Cruz crushing the January the 6th committee, um, watch it. And it's pretty easy to crush because anyone who saw it knew it was handbags. It wasn't really that bad. The only person who died was on the side of the so-called insurrection, Ashley Babbitt. And no police officers were killed. No one was shot. No one was kidnapped. And it's all, it's all just handbags. And what do you expect if you have mail-in ballots and undermine people's faith? in democracy you know if the shoe had been on the other foot if uh, they'd stopped counting in the swing states when biden was ahead then suddenly they started counting again and trump was ahead you know that the left would be the ones now saying the election was falsified in favor of trump so if you're just joining us i'm johnny massacre and we are talking about president trump's birthday and ted cruz destroying the January 6th committee. But if you have been watching from the beginning, stop your grinning and drop your linen. Donate some cash and let's keep winning. Streamlabs.com forward slash Johnny Massacre. The more you donate, the more of me you're going to get. Keep this channel running. Fund the massacre. Click the donation link in the description box below right now. Do it now and keep this channel running. We only have about 15 days to go. I think it's 15 or 16. Looking a bit small there, the text, but we basically got just over two weeks to go, I believe, 16 days in order to make 400 and uh, $95. So I want to give a, a quick big up, big up. It's a stick up, stick up to the patrons. So we've got, um, we've got Kyle Basham who pledged $25 on Patreon. Thank you, Kyle. Long time massacre mate. Appreciate you. Richard Smith pledged $2 on Patreon. Thomas Christopoulos, $5. Jimmy Shorts, $10. John Carlisle has pledged $25, Jim Morrison's bathtub, $2, Wayne Mollahan, $10, David Worthington, $2, Kevin the Motors, $30, Michael Catchings, $5. Thank you so much, everyone. So next for tonight, Lizzo, who's a rapper who's basically famous for being fat and shaking her fat ass around the stage, um, has changed her lyrics because apparently they're too offensive. Um, you join the woke cult eventually you'll be cannibalized and they will eat you so lizzo changes lyrics of new song girls to remove ableist slur according to today.com the song initially featured the word spaz which the disabled community lambasted as an ableist slur yes speaking for the whole disabled community as if they're one giant hive mind who all think the same apparently they're all offended at the word spaz i highly doubt it Lizzo is changing the lyrics to her new song, Girls, after criticism from the disabled community that the song contains a word in it that is considered an ableist slur. The lyrics in question are as follows. Hold my bag. Do you see this shit? I'm a spaz. So Lizzo uh, got attacked for this and then um, 
she tweeted out it's been brought to my attention that there is a harmful word in my new song girls let me make one thing clear i never want to promote derogatory language as a fat black woman in america i've had so many hurtful words used against me oh you poor 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 black woman in america you're so poor that you're making hundreds of millions of dollars shaking your fat ass around on a stage my heart goes out to you she says, I, I'm proud to say there's a new version of Girls with a lyric change. Now, listen, artists, in my opinion, is all about challenging orthodoxy. It's not putting the political message in your song. All the best music goes counter to that. And as soon as you start kowtowing to what's politically correct and basically putting political ideology in your songs, you're compromised. You're not honest. People gravitate towards honesty. Honesty resonates. And now you're not being yourself in your song. You've been compromised. And so Lizzo, may I say good night on your career. Final news for tonight, video games. So I got to be honest, I think video games, the way it's going is into a kind of dark place with these um, kind of subscription services for games. I reckon in the end, you're going to have to subscribe if you want to play the games you want. So check out this news, which seems innocuous, but if we read between the lines, we can you can find out where video games might be going. And it's not very desirable, in my opinion. On Destructoid.com, they talk about Resident Evil's director's cut and more PS1 classics playable on PS4, PS5. So loads of games have come out recently, upgraded old games. And apparently there's different tiers of the PlayStation um, subscription service, which gives you access to various games. For example, you've got PlayStation Plus Essential, and then you've got extra or premium. You can upgrade, spend more money every month and get access to more games. So if you look at all these old games that are coming out for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 on PlayStation Plus, you can see how to access them. Now, the ones people don't really care about are standalone for $9.99. But the ones people want, specifically Resident Evil Director's Cut, you need PlayStation Plus Premium. Tekken 2, you need PlayStation Plus Premium. Other games such as Jumping Flash, which I actually really like. That's a quite a, um, a niche game. Is, is a standalone game. So I think from this, you can deduce that in the future all of the best games are going to be locked behind a subscription service and i actually think sooner rather than later AAA titles are going to be locked in a subscription service it's like with disney disney plus which is a load of shit uh, if you need reminding please cancel your subscription now I don't, you know even if you have kids who like it you'll be doing them a favor trust me um if you if you want to watch Obi-Wan, you have to get Disney Plus, right? And in the same way, I think if you want to play this game or you want to play that AAA title, you're going to have to subscribe. I think from this news that classic PS1 games are playable on PS4 and PS5, but some of them are locked off behind PlayStation Plus premium subscription services, we can deduce that in the future, perhaps all AAA titles will be locked off behind these subscription services. And I'm not very happy about that. What do you think? I hope I'm wrong. Let me know in the comments section. And so finally some nice news i like resident evil and there's a new resident evil game which came out like some months ago called resident evil village which i believe is resident evil 8 and there's dlc coming to this so i might actually download this in time for the dlc uh probably play the game before the dlc drops and then be able to play the dlc live on my twitch channel which you can subscribe to there i'll be going live today very soon after this uh, when this comes out so on gematsu they say resident evil village dlc the winter's expansion launches october 28th alongside resident evil village gold edition and resident evil reverse now it adds a third person mode yes i'm so happy about this 
and adds the mercenaries additional orders and shadows of rose story so this will be a new story in the game a new single player campaign shadows of rose she's obviously a character from the previous resident evil games and i think this is a screenshot from it here that looks pretty cool that looks pretty gritty and intense i love the heavy firepower of the resident evil series and i'm the, the, the continuation of the story uh, in Shadows of Rose information is as follows. Set 16 years after the events of Resident Evil Village, this new tale follows Rose Winters, the daughter of main protagonist Ethan. As she struggles with her terrifying powers, players must explore and survive a warped and mysterious realm inside the consciousness of the Megamycete in search of a cure. Uh, I probably butchered that pronunciation, but I'm sure you'll let me know in the comments how to really pronounce that very odd piece of esoteric resident evil vocabulary but the thing i'm most excited about is the third person mode because the best resident evils were all third person and when it went first person it kind of killed the spirit of the game it just was always a third person game i don't know why i know why they change it because they want to be like the other popular games when their games aren't doing so well they just think fuck it let's copy some of the other games and so most of the biggest games when they made this switch were fps's first person shooters and so they switched from third to first person but i hope this proves massively popular so with future resident evils we get a third person mode right off the bat so that's pretty much it for tonight i hope you enjoyed this show happy birthday god emperor trump i have been johnny mask and i'll tell you what mate you better be back for the next episode otherwise i'll be coming around your house please make sure to like and subscribe and hit that notification bell because that is what all those other cunts tell you to do. Layers. Layers.